getting real food to the people of homes today, Tuesday, February 11th. This is The World. I'm Marco Werman. UN officials are shocked at the deprivation and destruction they're encountering in the besieged Syrian city of Homs. There's not a single building, not one structure, which hasn't been affected by the fighting. 600 days of siege means that it is destroyed. We'll hear how much aid is getting in and what's happening to residents who've gotten out in recent days. And later, why so many Olympic athletes come from one nation but represent another and how Irish author Roddy Doyle gets into his character's head. You know, when you write about working-class people, and you, you, you're never far from the fridge. Plus, a new cafe in London where the coffee and biscuits are free, but you pay for the time. Support for PRI's The World comes from Medtronic Philanthropy, expanding access to chronic disease care for the underserved by supporting organizations in communities where they live and work, such as Washington, D.C.-based Unity Healthcare. You can learn more at MedtronicPhilanthropy.com. I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. The expression hell on earth is probably overused, but if you listen to eyewitnesses who are in homes, Syria's third largest and embattled city, that's exactly what it sounds like. You're looking at a place that uh, is rather like Stalingrad in 1942. There's not a single building, not one structure which hasn't been affected uh, by the fighting. That's Matthew Hollingworth. He's a Syria country director for the World Food Program, and he's been in homes since Friday. That's when a tenuous ceasefire went into effect, allowing some humanitarian aid to get in and some residents to get out. Hollingworth says Holmes is a city in ruins. 600 days of siege means that it is destroyed. People are living in basements. They are crawling through tunnels between buildings, living in existence, and nothing more than that. Who's left in homes? I mean, how many people are still there and how many people are fleeing? So far, uh, 1,100 or more than 1,100 people have come out through the evacuation process this last week. There are double that left behind. Um, We're going to try and continue uh, the evacuation uh, for those that want to choose to come out. But, you know, there are certainly a lot more people left. They're staying behind because there is just no way for them to get out? Are any of them staying behind because they want to stay? There are people uh, that don't want to leave, you know, people that don't want to leave their homes, their ancestral homes. But there are also many disabled people who are, you know, sick or not able-bodied to get out uh, easily. Uh, and there are others that are frightened to come out, but, you know, uh, are looking now at, at potentially taking the leap because the situation is just so desperate inside. Um, but again, we've seen a lot more people come out than, than anybody imagined. Yeah. And with this desperation, Matthew, uh, has the evacuation been mostly orderly or chaotic? <laughs> there's been moments of chaos uh, and there's been uh, other moments of, of order. We continued uh, the evacuation process despite some uh, fairly high profile breaches of the ceasefire. And at those times, it was certainly chaotic. The last pullout of people yesterday was actually a lot more orderly. Uh, But then again, that's because people had seen it work and they'd seen the success of the operation over the days previously. Matthew, can you give us a description of just what it looks like? These people who have been basically burrowed into their apartment buildings for almost three years and now emerging to you guys and buses. I mean, what what are they taking with them? How do they look? Uh, I mean, 
everybody's a bag of bones, to be honest. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at people that certainly for the last uh, few months, three, four, five, six months, have had very little food. If I've met, you know, little children that uh, when we give them uh, a meal when they, they first come out, they don't recognize an apple. They don't know what a banana is. They've never seen fresh fruit. People haven't eaten meat for two years or more. Uh, it, it really is shocking uh, the, the, the level of deprivation that people have lived through. What are the actual logistics of, of giving food to these people? I mean, for kids who don't even recognize a banana, are they able to hold food down at this point? We've got medical personnel on, on hand uh, when they first come out. We've got psychosocial support when people come out. For those who have been mentally affected by the, the situation they've been living in, uh, they certainly have had uh, a couple of interesting first nights out of, the, out of the city. It's a lot quieter. There's no fighting. It's a lot com- more comfortable and food's available to them that they haven't had access to for, for many, many months now. Finally, Matthew, how, how-